Welcome back, sports buds. We told you we were going to come back, and we're delivering on that promise. Welcome to the basketball show. We officially call We Talking About Practice, number five. Little nod to Alan Iverson. And then also so many podcast names out there that we were just like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's roll with this one. <laughs> the main point is we're here to talk about basketball. So welcome back. We figured March Madness was a good little segue point for us to switch it up to basketball. So we're going to start with NCAA. First off, let me introduce my co-host as always. Got Nick Kerr from sunny Miami, Florida. Got Tony Reyes from very cold and depressing <laughs> Southern New York. <laughs> yeah. And then we got myself from here in the uh, sunny state of Colorado as well. So two sunny states, one depressing state. Welcome, everyone. We're here. We're here to talk about basketball. So let's just jump into it. Might as well. March Madness. Tony, you are our basketball guru around here. So I'll let you jump into it first. Talk to us about some March Madness. My bracket's up in flames, everyone. I was I was following that Joe Biden train and picking Arizona to go to the final. I think I had him in the championship game. I was I was heavy on that Arizona team, Kansas team as well, Duke team. Blue Bloods letting me down. Just shows that the madness is truly happening. And I don't know shit about college basketball. <laughs> oh, I am the guru, and I'm telling you, I don't know shit about college basketball. I'll just toss it to Nick here. What do you got going on in your bracket, Nick? I know nothing about college basketball, but yet my final four is still intact. So I I, I still got uh, Houston, Alabama, UCLA, and Tennessee with Houston winning it all. So as you can see, I've never, I don't even watch college basketball. Anything's possible. What do you got up there, Chris? Those of us that minored in bracketology at a good old New Mexico State University, RIP to their basketball program <laughs> this season. Um, but yeah, it's like, don't worry about these first couple of days. There's always just some chaos that happens more so these years than previous years. And we'll get mm-hmm. into that. But it's it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. So yes, final four is intact. That's what really matters. Is like that's where the points. That's where you're gonna get the points. The lead eight, final four, championship pick. So same here. I got three out of my four. Kansas Royal, fuck you, <laughs> to you. Um, <laughs> basketball blue buds no longer. But um, the remaining ones I have in my bracket are Alabama, Houston, and Kansas State. A little bit of an upset, but yeah. I do feel like NIL um, transfer portals has definitely changed the the college basketball landscape right now, where it's it's not necessarily the blue bloods um, of years past consistently, where you get the Kansases, get the Dukes. Um, you know, you'd have like your Xaviers and stuff like that that, that would pop up. So a little different. I feel like these these um, days. I told Tony, I think it's more similar to high school basketball now, where yeah, it's just it's weird now. I'm I, I stopped myself from saying that it's worse product now because of the NIL and transfer stuff, but it's not because you have more parity that does make it more fun. Um, it does make it harder for us bracketologists um over here. But yeah, what are your guys' thoughts on just 
I, I would say the last four years of the tournament in general, where things have shifted, we've seen 16 seeds beat number one seeds. Mm-hmm. I believe this is the third year in a row we've had a 15 seed win in the first round. So it's changed. Do you think it's for the better, Nick? I mean, yeah, I, I think it is because these lower seeds are winning. So it means it's more competitive throughout the entire tournament. That's why you see some of these lower seeds. Got a got a little got a little oh, got a got a eh, still can't talk. Have a it's lot of good, good players out there, so it's good to see it all spread around within the entire bracket. Hey, we talking about basketball? Still sponsored by alcohol, so <laughs> don't forget, folks. Um, we do have our hiccups now and then. Tony, better or worse? The last few years. Mm, I kind of think it's worse. I'm going to go ahead and say this. We're handing out fuck yous. Big you, big fuck you to Purdue. 16 seed beating them. One seed. They screwed out so many parlays and brackets. They've lost to a 14 seed, a 15 seed, and a 16 seed the last three years. Purdue, you are phony. You're a phony school, not a basketball blue blood. So, yeah. And I mean, but when you do that, like when you have this parody, when you have these seeds that are 16s, 15s, 14s, beating twos, ones, threes, like you have an equal playing field, but you don't have like any like star players. I was like, who are like the star players in college basketball? I was like, I cannot name them. You're like you just have teams. Teams get hot, they go yeah. on runs, and like that's pretty much what happens. And I'm just like, I don't. Maybe that dude from Alabama is the best player in college basketball. Like Brandon something. He's been pretty <laughs> solid. When I see him. I, I can't remember his name. Got no idea of his name, but he's this is our basketball show, ladies. <laughs> basketball <laughs> show, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. Brandon uh, something from Alabama. I mean, he does have like this whole like situation around him where he pretty much has the whole New Mexico State situation, but Alabama cares more about sports than New Mexico State does. So they're gonna brush that under the rug. Some situation with with an investigation and a murder and a gun. Go Google that if you want. They probably have better lawyers than their alumni association as well. So that helps. Fair. Fair. Like Chris said, NIL, NIL and the portal changing college basketball. I don't know if it's changing it for the better. Like I said, I just kind of just get like a weird product there where like teams go on runs. It's cool. Like I, I still think that the the NCAA tournament is one of the best sporting events out there. Um, mm-hmm. Albeit, I think it's just more me. I'm old now, where I'm not. You know, like you don't have like St. Patrick's Day going on. You have the tournament going on. Like you're staying in your dorm basically the whole day watching basketball. Like I can't do that as much anymore. Like I can sneak in some games here and there. So I think that's part of it. I'm just old. Um, I'm not going to be so much of an old head like my father, where I'm going to say like, oh, college basketball, much better product than the NBA because they play team basketball. Yeah. <laughs> and no, no, um, like NBA, like if, if you actually go to live NBA events, no, it, it, like the athleticism is a hundredfold better than what you're going to watch in college. So that's just, I've always thought that was a fallacy, but yeah, it's just. I think maybe I'm I'm just old. Parody is good for the tournament. I still think it's one of the best sporting events you can find out there. Um, but it's changing. Can't doubt that. Yeah. Can't doubt that one bit. Uh, Tony, who did you have in your final four? I don't think you mentioned. 
Oh, I had well, I had Texas winning it all. They're still alive. That's all Dude. I got. That's all I got. Texas, but I had Kansas, Arizona, and who else? Was there was someone else. I think Duke. Duke. Texas, Arizona, Kansas, and Duke. Man. Yeah. Man. Yes. Tony continues to not know about college basketball. Hey, Texas is still <laughs> Does alive. Does anyone really though? Yeah. No. No. That's true. Um That's true. like Good I will point. say that. Like um they need to do something with the regular season now because that mm-hmm. just doesn't mean anything anymore yeah that's a good point it's pretty and, mean. and like eventually I, I do feel like they're gonna get to the point where they're gonna expand the tournament and so then really what does the regular season matter at all yeah if you do that it's more of like a preseason or something like that getting yeah. ready for the tournament you've basically just turned all your regular season games into <laughs> exhibition games they're essentially just going to go into like a basketball tournament schedule <laughs> where it just constantly flows through. Combine that with what uh, European football does with their round robin tournaments and leagues. Yeah, like that would that would keep it interesting. Not going to yeah. lie. So um, I don't think we mentioned champions. I have Houston myself. Tony said Texas. Nick. Did I also you... have Houston. Okay. All right. Um, I'm not as sure about that anymore after <laughs> watching Alabama play. Like, they're actually a legitimately good team. So, credit to Bama. All right. Adios, college basketball. Hello, NBA. This is what we're going to be talking about most of the season. Going to carry this on to the finals. So, let's get into it. A lot of NBA stuff that's happened. Um, originally, we we're going to start this around the All Star break, but. Hey, football season, it ruined us a little bit. So we needed yeah. a longer break. <laughs> um, but let's just, I guess I'll start with it. My Nuggets, number one seed in the West. Um, all right. So me and Tony talked about it of just Nuggets since the All-Star break have not been performing well. I have not necessarily been surprised by that. Tony a little more so surprised. Um, this game will come out. This episode will come out later, but I do have the Nuggets losing to the Nets today, Sunday, because I just yeah I think they're gonna get swept on this New York road trip. Um, they've locked the division. They've locked the playoff appearance. I think they're just they're one of those number one seeds that they're coasting right now. They're not they're not engaged by any of these games right now. Like their their eyes are solely on the playoffs right now, and this is something that we we see frequently happen in the NBA, where number one seed just gets out ahead enough that they check out on the rest of the season, and then they end up getting you know blown out in the first round or second round because they're not prepared for it. And I see that exactly is what's going to happen in the Nuggets at this point. So, Tony, thoughts on that on the Nuggets? A little concerning, man. It's a little concerning. I feel like they're they're celebrating too early. They're like, hey, we should get this victory lap. We're the number one seed in the West. We've overachieved. This Jokic guy is an MVP conversation. I don't even think it's a victory lap. I think it's just they're not engaged anymore. Of they Why? they're gonna get they're gonna get a top three seed, basically, regardless of how things go. Like, yes, no. the, I think the Kings could potentially catch them, but even that is a four and a half game lead right now that i think they've brought down from like six and a half 
so like yeah like there's just there's no incentive for them to be engaged right now they've won the division they're most likely going to get a top three or four spot by just playing the way they are by coasting in the playoffs so like that's i've told both of you guys this i think mike malone is the weak point for the nuggets right now and i think the fact that he doesn't have them engaged like yes he has his press conferences where he drags them on the carpet and then yay they come out and beat detroit which is basically a g-league team yeah. right now like they're trying to lose um yeah i just i i see them headed towards disaster i think they're gonna lose in the first and second round and it's gonna be mike malone it's gonna be the decisions he's made throughout the season not getting players engaged and like that was the big hype on mike malone coming in was that he was this great communicator with players and it's not working out right now um then mpj is basically michael poor jr is basically just kind of off in la la land right now he's definitely not engaged so i have big concerns about this nuggets team sorry for interrupting tony i'll let you continue (laughs) i mean it's just interesting that you think a different coach would get this mix of players to do something more than what they're going to do i i don't know i think Uh it's just concerning to me because like nobody's taking them seriously as contenders in the West. Nobody is. And the fact that it doesn't sound like the Nuggets are taking themselves seriously as contenders in the West when they've been the best team in the Western Conference all season. So, I mean, that that should be concerning. So, I mean, I don't, I don't know if a different coach could get this mix of players to do any better. I just, the West is tough, man. And that's why I don't think that they're being seen as contenders is because you have teams that have this championship experience looming in the West. And if they get into the... To the playoffs, they're not going to be the best matchups for the Nuggets. And it really is going to be all about matchups. Like, I don't know who they're going to face off. I don't believe in the Kings. I don't think that team is going to win the Western Conference. But like you said, I don't really believe the Nuggets are going to win the Western Conference either. Like, this doesn't seem like this is, like, showing me what, like, a championship team would do. Or even a team that goes to the finals. Like, why are they giving up on this? It's like they're believing everybody else tell them that they're not contenders and they're like okay you guys are right you're right why wouldn't they though why wouldn't they like they can go out and do i mean they can have these historic nights from joker they can go out and beat some of the best teams they can go on these runs and espn and nick wright and all the other media heads are still going to talk down to them and say that they're phony and they're fakes and so if you're one of the Nuggets players, of course, like at a certain point, you're just going to be like, hell, like damned if we do, damned if we don't. So why go out and even fucking try at this point? So I think that's part of it as well is just like, why go compete in some of these regular season games? Like media is not going to give us any credit for them. So like all we can do is media win the playoffs. I don't know why you're playing for media respect. Media doesn't hand out rings. So you should be, they should not be caring what the media says. Like, that's the problem. But that's I what the Nuggets with, I agree with Tony here, yeah. They should be playing for themselves, playing for the city, just trying to, I mean, you look in the NHL, the Boston Bruins don't have any problems winning. They just keep winning for themselves, they, no matter what the media is saying. Well, then again, they are in Boston, so media loves them there. <laughs> how different was the heat season last year for you nick than what billings is experiencing right now as the nuggets because it seems like it was night and day from the heat being like a championship contender and then being like a little bit of doubt well, last year i mean i can completely understand what chris is feeling right now because i live in south florida national media hates down here 
no matter what team's doing good down here, they're always talking down to him. So I could see how that could be frustrating for Chris's fan base and these Nuggets players, but they just need to to push through it and just try to win. And to be yeah. fair, like one of my frustrations with, with just, I guess, the media narrative is where you get talk about teams like the Lakers, where I don't think they're necessarily good. But I also have to know, I have to preface this by saying, like, the reason that Lakers talk that is there is because of this vacuum of what you just talked about earlier, Tony, of like, I don't think necessarily the Nuggets can do it. I don't think the Kings can do it. I don't think the Grizzlies can do it. So it's like you have all these like teams up the top that you're like, I don't I don't see you winning a championship. And so it does allow for the conversation to swing where it's like, well, maybe the Lakers can go on a run. Now, yeah. I don't think they can. I think they're a terrible. Well, that's ESPN West. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I, I, I do have to say at least that much that like the Nuggets, the Kings, the Grizzlies, they've all allowed for this vacuum this season. Yeah. And I, I would say like the West is pretty wide open. Yeah, I would agree. All right, let's switch gears to South Florida. Let's talk about the Miami Heat. I know we we finally made Nick start paying attention to Miami Heat games, yes. and it's not. Been I haven't good missed for much. His, his psyche. <laughs> so talk to us about the Heat, Nick. I mean, the Heat. This isn't the same team as it was the last few years. They, aside from the the, the top scorers, there there isn't really much. They're not getting much from the bench like they got the last few years. This is a team that, while they are second in opponents' points per game, they're lowest in their own points per game, and it's not even close. So I think the issue is scoring because Jimmy Butler is doing all he can. Bam has his nights. Hero has his nights. But it just seems like, aside from those top three players, there's really not much scoring coming. And this is kind of my worry about the Nuggets, to be honest, is that, like, they're just going to get grinded down through all of this, like the Miami Heat have. And mm-hmm. I, I think they're the Heat are at a breaking point right now where Jimmy Butler's frustrated because he's not getting the help that he so desperately needs. He's been carrying this team for since COVID yeah. pretty much. Pretty much. And then on the flip side, everybody's just tired of hearing Jimmy and his fucking nonsense that he he's shown he has a history and a resume of of grinding down on teams, yeah. grinding down on teammates. And, and I think that's finally just boiling and gotten to a boiling point for the heat where both parties are just frustrated with one another. And then on top of it, you have like reports of Donovan Mitchell didn't want to go to the Miami Heat, although that's kind of it's been a little a bit of an exaggerated story, but like that he really didn't, I guess, consider the Heat because of Jimmy Butler. He didn't want to deal with that that grind of fucking Jimmy Butler in his ear constantly. And yeah. So it's I don't know, like it I've loved watching Jimmy, but it seems like a divorce is imminent, right, Nick? I mean, he still has what two, three years left on this contract. I, I don't. I see them trying to maybe reorganize next year, try to get some of these bigger contracts off the books 
and see what players they can get in. Because this team, they were trying to run it back again this year. It just, it just hasn't worked out as well. I will say this. Nick probably understands this as much. Man, that COVID bubble year sure inflated a lot of players that we thought yeah. were great. And it turns out like, yeah. oh, no, you're you're fairly mediocre. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. You can say Jamal Murray's name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He was Nick was talking about you, Kyle Lowry, in that whole like retooling. I'll go ahead and throw the players' names under the bus. I don't care. I don't support those teams. But let me tell you, the Heat can't shoot. I don't yeah. know what happened. They can't shoot threes. They couldn't shoot threes oh. last year. That's why they didn't beat the Celtics. They did a whole offseason. They got worse. They can't shoot. That's why they can't beat the Bulls like they lost to last night, which shocked me because yeah. the Bulls are dog ass. And the Heat, I they, like Billing said, they got to blow it up. I don't know if you trade Jimmy Butler. I don't know if you're like, hey, can we get Dame Lillard? Is there some possibility we can work this deal where we send Jimmy and Bam and Hero up there to Portland and we get Dame and it's Dame and someone else and we build it down here? I don't know what the move is. But like, I think I think Chris is right because I don't think you can build a better team around yeah. Jimmy what you already did. Well, just like, uh, and you also have to be frustrated from Jimmy's perspective of like, you've, you've seen these guys fucking shoot. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you've seen them shoot lights out, and now yeah. it's just nothing. They they, they just forgot how. Yeah, it's, it's like a it desert. Ridiculous. Be a, beside him and Bam, like that, like that that backcourt's fucking terrible. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, Gabe Vincent. I was right about you. Everybody was riding on the Gabe Vincent train, though. Like, come on, and. Uh. Oh shit, man! Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I will say that, like the national media, like they hyped all those shooters for as much as they do hate on the Miami Heat. Like they hyped all yeah. of those shooters that ended up getting those big deals, and now yeah. nothing. Straight up, we can say their names. His name is Duncan Bobby. <laughs> we have no issues throwing these players' names under the bus. You're overpaid, Duncan. You're overpaid. Yeah. Gosh, I got hey, I'm I got mentioned hey, in the Jack Harlow song, so the, those life is good. <laughs> you're up. He's those two players alone account for 50, 50 million. So if they wow. can put that somewhere else more useful, might be talking a lot different. So I don't know. Yeah, credit to that sports. But who's gonna take on those salaries? Bullswood. Mm. Bulls, Bulls right here. Bulls, you got a trade? You, you want to make a trade? We need help. We need help. We suck. We're only, dogging. Only teams that are trying to clear some space, man. That and yep. Hey, we'll probably trade you Zach Levine or DeMar DeRozan down there for that. There we go. Here. Miami Heat definitely wish that like they still had that amnesty rule. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> Kyle yep. Rowry, your fat ass would be out the door. Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, all right, we'll jump to the Chicago Bulls. I know people don't want to talk about them, but we do have a Chicago Bulls fan here, so we need to let them vent a little bit. Not be in the season they expected. My favorite ter- team or term bleh, about the Bulls is their dog ass. They are a dog ass team. When I watch them on TV, it is brutal to my eyes. I hate watching the Bulls. Tony, what happened this year? 
Dude, there was a 50-game stretch last year with Lonzo Ball that was sick that I'm going to hold on to <laughs> as long as I possibly can because they do suck. They are dog-ass. It's even worse for me trying to watch them. I don't even want to bet on that team because I'm just like, this is just painful. Like, Zach Levine is just chucking up shots, and I'm just like, dude, what are they going on? Like, the Lonzo Ball injury really, like, messed up everything. Like, the whole thing was, like, built around this Lonzo Ball, like, running this whole offense and this, like, run-and-gun, up-tempo offense with these shooters running the running the wings. This guy, like, he has Derrick Rose's knees. He has Derrick Rose's knees. I'm literally going through the Derrick Rose situation all over again. And so, like, we don't have, like, a healthy point guard. They got, like, this backup, Demunsu, Io Demunsu. He's all right, but he's not Lonzo, and they're just fucked. They're fucked. So this is how bad they're fucked. I'm going to let you guys know. Like, I have to hope that the Bulls in the lottery get into the top four of the lottery because if they don't, that pick goes to Orlando because they traded for Nikola Vucevic two years ago. So, yeah, not good. Not not going well. Not going well for Bulls fans. Hey, he still makes playoffs. He still got a game and a half lead in 10th place. Damn it. No, we need that. Yeah, the Bulls don't need to be making them. Nobody needs to be watching. You want like, two straight? That is, that is my a... Miami beating the shit out of Miami Heat. So that's that's our celebration for the season. We know like when they release like those like what series, what channels they're gonna be on for that first round, and you get that one series where it's like NBA TV, NBA TV, NBA TV. <laughs> that will be the Bulls. <laughs> they end up making the playoffs. Like like NBA TV at like 3 p.m. Eastern. <laughs> no one's watching. <laughs> I, I I'm sorry, but yeah, like uh I hated Lonzo Ball when he came into the league, of course, because a big baller brand and his dad and whatnot. But I, I really do feel bad for that guy in his career. Tony keeps saying knees, but it's knee singular. He keeps having the same injury. And I believe it's his third surgery in the last couple of years. Like at least to Derek Rose's credit, he played whole seasons um, before he decided yeah. to deteriorate. Lonzo Ball's just not had that chance. He, he looks like he's one of those guys that um I threw out Brandon Roy's name that just it's it's not gonna work out for you. Um like I here in Denver we had Antonio McDice, same issue. So um mm-hmm. sucks for Lonzo Ball. I would have never figured that Lamelo would end up being the better of the ball bros in the NBA, but it looks that way. And yeah, uh, that's my biggest bummer with the Bulls is it looks like Lonzo Ball's just with this injury. Um, there's rumors he's not even going to play next season. And so at that point, just oh, wow. might wow. as well retire. I feel like I'm serious. So like what's if you're not going to get to be playing ball until 2024 like shit man i don't know about that though because what what's his name from he used to play for the the thunder he had the heart condition he sat out like a year yeah. he's still playing now that's true that's true that's true i don't know i just it seems like when you have those those perpetual knee issues it's just yeah. like and most likely he has one of those knees where like you have no cartilage left like it's just bone on bone at a certain mm-hmm. point um 
And it sucks. I do hope he comes back, but I just, I, I don't see it. Um, I think he's only played like 31 games in the last like two seasons. Yeah. So I just sucks. Don't want to see it. Tony, any last thoughts on your dog ass bulls? <laughs> No 50 game run last season. Hold on. <laughs> Those 31 games Lonzo was healthy for. It was awesome. Let's go. It was. It was good. All right. Other things that have happened in the NBA that we're gonna do some housekeeping and catch up on. That guy John Moran. Um, he was over here in my neck of the woods in Colorado at a little place called Shotgun Willie. <laughs> a fine establishment. <laughs> um, so let's jump into I'll start with you, Nick. What are, I honestly I haven't heard really your opinion on John Moran. Um, so I'm kind of interested to hear what your thoughts are. I mean, stupid. Like <laughs> you're Very you're succinct. supposed to be. It, it, if we didn't learn from like, uh, what's his name? The old Giants player that shot himself. Black Black Burris. Like if you're an athlete, you you shouldn't be out in the clubs doing this kind of things. Like you make enough money, have someone with you carry a gun. Like it shouldn't be on you. If you need protection from a bodyguard or something like that, you make enough money that you can hire these people to go around with you. You shouldn't be doing that on your own because you're a role model to little kids. There's a bunch of little kids, especially in the Memphis area, that look up to John Morant. And now seeing all this stuff come out, I just think it's stupid. What's his name? Carter, the receiver for the Vikings, once said, got to have a fall guy. Moran <laughs> <laughs> doesn't have a fall guy. <laughs> um, yeah, it just it's for me, it's weird to see. And like, this is where I'm going to put on my my white guy hat here. Oh, just it's weird to see a guy that had like basically a prep school upbringing, like want to be like this thug gangster, and and then just in Memphis of all places, like is wild to me. Um, like you had like rapper Young Dolph like died there. Like it, you had a number of rappers die in Memphis, and Mm -hmm. it's not a place where you like you want to almost taunt people with like, hey, like. Come fuck with me if you want to make a name. Like, hey, yeah. come and that's that's what Memphis is known for of people taking those challenges of like, oh, you're fucking around. Guess you need to find out, buddy. And that's kind of everybody's biggest worry about John Morant is like wrong city of all places to be doing this, and like you like you're gonna end up dead more than anything, not just like suspended from the NBA, but like dead man yeah so that's the weird thing to see from me um and like i said from the prep school background to suddenly like now you've gotten money and you're a face of the nba now and you want to be a gangster and it just it's it's weird to me i don't i i don't understand it for the life of mm-hmm. me of why you would want to do that in today's nba and he, and he had it in denver too so that means he either traveled with it or he got it for someone there yeah so yep. and like where's the security and well athletes don't get checked on uh yeah exactly like, um, they, they they fly they fly private so yeah, they fly private they have their own team and, and basically what tsa does is they do the random pull asides for yeah. certain people and that kind of just 
and but they let the team know though usually of like mm-hmm. okay we're gonna pull him him and him aside and so the team's like hey like don't don't fuck around with this and so yeah like security is not happening but still just wild stuff from a guy that like the nba like the last couple of years has seemed like it's propping up this guy to be mm-hmm. the face of the league yeah <laughs> um and not only like so nba like bear with me here like almost has it where like it's like our our typical on main marketing that to us guys that we see but also they do a lot of marketing to kids to build them up into the game and it was like John ja Morant was the face of that yeah well that was the other weird thing to me it's like they're they no longer were doing Kevin Durant like they were no well they are kind of doing Giannis to, to a certain extent um but yeah it was John ja Morant like that was like the 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 youth outreach player for them <laughs> which is wild to see so tony what are your thoughts on jaw like nick said you're stupid man you're straight up stupid just like the nuggets shouldn't be listening to nobody should be (laughs) listening to the noise like you should just be posting you're the most hood thing about you is how you play basketball that is what the most hood thing about you is that's all you and your relationship with nike and making shoes that's all we care about Everything else, like you made it, dude. You made it. <laughs> those opinions of those people don't matter. You like they're they're consumers to you. They're your customers. Like they they're beneath you. I don't know why you would ever want to like listen to them and try and be like, yeah, I'm I'm actually real hard. I'm thug. Like, no, dude, you hang out with Steph Curry. Like you go to these like banquets with all the rest of these millionaires, and you live in a gated community. Like you're no longer in that Memphis crew. There's no gang associations with you. The, the thing that was said about the Denver thing is that he said it wasn't his gun. He did say that. I know I heard him di- did say that, but it's like, why are you like, who are you like pretending for? Like nobody in the NBA is afraid of you. Nobody in the league thinks you're like one of these guys. And so like, that's what's so confusing to me and why I'm like, yeah, it's stupid. Like, why are you doing this? This makes no sense. We've seen bad boys in the NBA, like Rashid Wallace, like Kevin Garnett, yeah. like, um, Ron Artest. Ron Artest. Yeah. Well, Ron Artest, a little, not so much. Um, But yeah, like Zach Randolph, also in Memphis, that like, they didn't need to be like hood or gangster, like outside of the NBA. Like everybody knew, like, no, don't fuck. With, like that guy will kill you with his bare hands, like outside of the game. Like, don't fuck with that guy. And they, yeah. they didn't need to be like flashing guns or pretending to be like wannabe gangsters or anything. Like it was understood. Like, no, don't fuck with those guys. <laughs> and that's not John ja Moran. So I feel like maybe like it is like he's, he's, I guess, trying to make up for something that like, oh, okay, like they don't respect me. And so now I need to be like, oh, I'm going to like, I'm this gangster outside of the game. And I don't know. I don't get it. It's, it's dumb. And it's going to hurt mm-hmm. Memphis. Give John Morant a gun. People are still more afraid of Steven Adams on Memphis. Like I'm telling you, like, that's just how it is. Like John Morant's a little guy. Maybe that's part of it too. He's like a small dude in a big guy's league. And maybe that's part of it where it's like, he's not intimidating and, when he flexes after he like throws down a dunk, everyone's like, you're 170 pounds, dude. Like no, what, what's going on here? Really? Like, you're just like a small springy guy. So maybe that's why he wants to like, in, in like enrich that, 
that attitude or just like enforcement. Like I'm actually a tough guy and I'm not actually some soft little guard that can be like thrown around by these like giants in the league. But I don't know. That's just what I'm speculating. And that's what initially turned me off to jaw was like watching them in like past years where it's like the Grizz would be getting like their ass kicked and he'd do like shit talking well, a yeah. game. And it's like, you're down like 12. <laughs> what are you talking shit for? So that's what kind of turned me off to him, but um, be interesting to see what happens to him. All right, what's going to happen to the Grizzlies in the playoffs? It's like I talked to both of you about it. I think the Grizzlies are honestly better without Jaw from the games yeah. I've watched. So I think they'll actually have a better chance without him. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens. That that's that's pretty solid. I don't know, but I don't see him winning the West. Don't see him winning a championship. Like they're just as much fraud squad as the other top half of the Western Conference. So yeah. Um, speaking of Western Conference, Kevin Durant went to the Suns, mm-hmm. and that quickly ended. Yeah. <laughs> um, Freak injury. Um, uh, I will. We'll talk on this quickly. Like, is he going to come back for the playoffs, Tony? Yep, he is. They're resting him. They don't want to risk him. That's why they won't let him play. He's apparently healthy now, but they don't want him getting injured before the playoffs. Fair enough. And I will say to Kevin Durant's credit, like he's probably one of the best plug and play players I've ever seen in the yeah. NBA. Of just he could drop into nearly any NBA team and improve them. Um, so I will give him credit there. So Suns still probably gonna be a contender, but um what were your thoughts on KD moving from the East to the West? No longer your problem. <laughs> yeah, no longer a problem out East, but that, that Brooklyn team still seems to be playing well without him. Maybe if not better, without him and Kyrie. And it's just less noise and bullshit. Yeah. And yeah. Um, Tony? They looked great. When Kevin Durant played for the Suns like one game against Dallas, they looked great. <laughs> they looked awesome. I was like, holy shit, this team. And that was it. That's how long it lasted. So <laughs> I have no idea how long it is going to last when he comes back because they don't have a lot of bench depth. It is It is a pretty – Yeah, they did trade a lot for him. Yeah. I – I don't know. Like, I wouldn't necessarily be surprised if the Suns went on a run in the playoffs and and if they made it to the finals, everybody would be like, of course this team made it to the finals. Like, they got KD, like, Chris Paul, like, Devin Booker, like, amazing team. Um, Aiton as well, like, holy shit. So I, I wouldn't be surprised, but at the same time... <clears throat> Like the Suns to me are the the San Diego Chargers of the NBA, so I just expect something to go wrong for them. <laughs> um, all right, we got a couple surprise teams in the NBA right now, Knicks and Kings. So to switch it up a little bit, I'll start here. Which do you, team do you think would be most likely to win their conference? Start with you, Nick. Knicks or Kings? I'm going to go with, at this point, the Kings, because I think the the Knicks started their run a little too late. Okay. Tony? I would agree. I would I would also go with the Kings, because I think the Knicks did go ahead and have – they did start too late. I think if they would have had this, like, the whole season, then maybe. Mm-hmm. But yeah. 
think they started a little too late with these acquisitions. And when I say win the conference, I mean win their conference final. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sure. All right. I'm going to the Knicks. Like, from what, like, the Knicks games I've watched lately, like, they're a very good team. Um, the Kings, I still just, I can't, I can't believe in that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but like I yeah, I've watched the Knicks games and they're a pretty decent team. So I'm going with the Knicks. So um let's end with we're gonna go with MVP, and then we're gonna go with who we just think is the best contender for the title. So Tony, who do you think is the MVP leader right now? I guess it's Embiid. I think Joel Embiid overtook Jokic like the other night. I think that Embiid has the best odds to win the MVP right now. I think he is the favorite because the Nuggets keep keep losing. Like you say, they're done with this because they've clinched the first seed. So I think Embiid's gonna gonna. They're losing, but joking still getting triple doubles. Yeah, that is is true. But yeah, last I saw, I checked. I thought Embiid is the favorite. Like last night, I think I checked. Embiid's the favorite for MVP right now. Nick. I'm going to go with Jokic on this one because he's the, the reigning two-time champion. He's His team is number one. Unless Philadelphia somehow finds a way to take the number one seed from the Bucks, I, I just don't see it happen because he's averaging a triple-double. It's it, I think it's going to be... Yeah, no question. I agree. I think it's still Joker. I think it's more just been this Nuggets run lately since the All Star mm-hmm. break that, like, it's that's more where people are like, okay, like maybe we we need to stop giving as much hype. But I think once it evens out, it's gonna be Joker in the end. So three peat for him. But wouldn't be surprised if beat it got it as well at this stage in the game. Yeah. If you would have asked me that probably a month ago, I might have been like, you're crazy. Embiid doesn't have a shot. How things change in the NBA. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Contenders for the title. Who do you think is the top contender right now in the NBA? I'm going to start out with you, Nick. I'm going to go with the Bucs. I think with Giannis and the depth that they have on their team, with Middleton starting to play well, Coming back from injury, I think that I think the Bucks are the leaders right now. All right, Tony. Yeah, I would agree. I would I would put the Bucks up there. It's gonna be tough to beat that team. Like like Nick was saying, Middleton coming back, everything's getting in the sink. Be they're gonna be tough to beat. I'd say the Bucks for sure, the favorite. What a world we live in. I also agree with you guys. It's the Bucks. I would have never imagined this Bucks team with Mike Budenholzer still as their coach yeah. would be the favorite to win a, a second title. Holy yeah. shit. Um, yeah, I'm in agreement there. Never would have projected that a couple of years ago, but here we are. All right, boys. Enjoy some March Madness. We're going to be back here probably next month. We'll be back here in April to wrap up what happened in the NCAA tournament and then also start previewing some NBA playoffs. Um, Nick, final thoughts for us before we take off? Just uh, hopefully the Heat, actually, we're still talking about them when uh, we come to this playoff time. 
It's the East. They still have yeah, a shot. True. They have more I, of a I shot think I think Tony's West. Bulls might come up on the Heat <laughs> by that time. They're only sitting four games back right now. God, I hope not. I don't think that'll happen. <laughs> Tony, final thoughts. Oh, like, comment, follow, subscribe. The Sports Buds, we got the takes for you. We're going to bring you the NBA NBA news and notes that you need. Yep. My final thought is I'm happy to not be talking about football or the Kansas City Chiefs anymore. <laughs> Go Nuggets, win an NBA title. Hell, if the Toronto Raptors can win a title, so can the Denver Nuggets. I truly believe this. <laughs> All right, all you beautiful people, thank you for having the patience for us these last couple months while we got this out, but we're glad to be back for some basketball talk. We'll see you next month. This has been We Talking About Practice, number five. Get it right. See you people next month.